Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest and talk about how they make us feel. I am your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs multiple times. I am your co-host, Mira, and I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. So, Mira, how has life been treating you this past year as a hater? Pretty good, TBH. It feels very good and safe. It means that I don't have to expand my worldview. Yes, yeah, so you can just keep hating. I can just keep being a hater. It's very easy to just be a hater. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's been treating me pretty well. Now, you know, of course, why I ask you this. It's because we were doing Hungary this week. Uh, last day. <laughs> Last year, one of the first comments we ever really got on the podcast was uh, on our Hungary episode where we were less than positive about Freddy's Pioneer. Because it sucked! Um, and someone who listened to the episode, thank you for listening. Uh, oh yeah, thank you so much for listening. Called, you depend on you. Called Mira out uh, on, on the fact that she was just being a hater. And... You know, she was. She was just being a hater. I was I've, just being a hater. I've told her that many times that she was mostly just being a hater. Um, I've tried to, tried to do a lot of growing this past year. I realized that I was indeed being just a hater. And I've been trying to, you know, open my heart. And um, I opened my heart. It turns out that that was just a bad song. Oh yeah, there was I no growing like. to do in regards to that song. You were no, but right. I did become a better person. You were right. When the actual contest uh, came around and I watched the performance, I turned to you and said, Oh my god, this is awful. Yeah. This is so bad. And I said, I told you so. And I can't believe I didn't realize until you opened my eyes. So sometimes hating is good. Because it reveals a truth. What? <laughs> that came out wrong. That uh, also was wrong. Yeah, I don't think there was any way that could have come out that uh, could have gone well. Anyways, I wanted to say the comments we've been getting this year have been much nicer and much more positive and appreciative of, of the way that we talk. And I'd like to think that we uh, are doing a better job. Definitely a better job than last year, I think. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening and sticking with us uh, till the end, uh, which is almost in sight. This is the first and only podcast that we've ever done, and there's a year in between doing yeah, it. Yeah. We don't do it for a year, so there's no learning curve. Hungary's national selection, Adal. Uh, is one that I have to admit I didn't watch. Um, I don't know exactly what the reasoning behind it was. I'm sure Melody Festival was on or something. But from what I've heard, Hungary's uh, national selection has been moving far more uh, in the direction of being a Hungarian song contest and celebrating Hungarian songs, not so much song contest entries for Eurovision. Uh, in that there were a lot of songs this year in Hungarian, uh, not in English. Okay, the the San Remo 
route. Yeah, sort of. It, it's becoming bigger like Sanremo, and I think I like that. Um, and that's a good format for it. If we did that, we would do better, I think. Or worse, probably. Yeah, I, I don't want to open that can of beans. Yikes. <laughs> the song that won a doll is called Origo. Okay. Which means um, about as much as origin, um, my my heritage. Ooh. And that's um, very relevant. The man singing this song is uh, Yossi Papai. He is... That's a cute-ass name. It's so cute. He's a man of Romani descent. Oh, shit. Um, and the song uh, is about that. Even though, obviously, I do not speak the language, um, so I don't know exactly what the words are. But he manages to express uh, a lot of feelings about what it is like to, you know, grow up as part of a, a, a cultural group that is marginalized and discriminated against somewhat. One of the most probably, probably discriminated the most, One of the most discriminated against uh, cultural, cultural groups. groups out there. Um, so that's super interesting. So I'm, um, I think I may have already told you too much, so let's just go straight into the song, which is uh, Yossi Papai, who will be representing Hungary in 2017 with the song Origo. <laughs> point uh, that is this year's theme for the contest if you weren't aware yet uh, it's also the theme of this song because there's like three styles of music in it also that yeah which i think is pretty cool like there's the pop element uh -huh. the rap element and then the i guess traditional traditional music yeah traditional yeah eastern european music romani sounds romani and, sounds um, yeah all of that milk jugs <laughs> yeah that um, she was very dispassionately just like tapping it. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the music video that I'm. Uh, those are the shots that don't uh, transfer the atmosphere quite as well as like the dark, darker shots in yeah, this. Yeah, what the fuck? I really like the doing the twirly dance in a, what seemed like a cell. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really cool yeah. aesthetic. Like that, it just does so much. That like does that, a lot for you. That image is very strong. This there's a lot of strong images in the music video, and a and a few that don't uh, come across that strong. Um, but regardless, I think this does just like uh, deliver its message in a very strong way. Yeah, and you know me, I. I'm not a fan of rap breaks. Mm -hmm. Don't like rap breaks. I didn't even like rap breaks in um, in Romania's song. Sure. But that was just so stupid that I loved it. Yeah. It was goofy. It was goofy. This is and like kind of the complete opposite of that because this is, I think, the most sincere personal song yeah. uh, that we have this year. And I think you really feel that. I really feel 
the personal connection to this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good song in it. I think this is so good. I love this a lot. I think this is very good. Like, even just now, I... They're gone, but I had chills. Because... Because it's very cold in this room. I should turn on the heat. It's not so much that. It's the fact that this really does... Uh, it is, it's honest. There's an honesty there that you don't get a lot while still being a very catchy good song also. It, it, it mixes a lot of fantastic elements together and it makes me really happy. And it just goes to show yet again that the songs that can have the most emotional resonance have nothing to do with English lyrics. It has to do with selling it the idea behind your 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 song through visuals and music and all of those elements that does much more than like no we have to be put in English because that's the most universal I'm like that has nothing to do this, with this this is there, another song that proves that there are like three songs now that are original language yeah. that are gonna be in the top five I think I w I would hope so I I um I do think. Portugal, Italy, and this, uh, they should do very well. Just, n not just because they're songs in the native language of their respective countries, um, but because there's also an honesty about those three songs, which I guess is reflected in the language. I don't know, but if, if that does well, then that would send such a good message to Eurovision of, of celebrating diversity. It would actually be... An appropriate slogan. I think having native languages in a song actually is more honest. Yeah. It makes more sense to just have them sing in a language that's mo more comfortable to them. But I th yeah, but th that's the point. I think that depends on each singer because some singers will be more comfortable singing in English, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they're not comfortable with their own language as a sung language and that's also very understandable I mean, in today's pop landscape. I see how you could have that with Dutch, because it's not, well, it's a super poetic language, yeah. but in a certain way that does not translate to pop at all. Not yeah, it, it, it was very good in like the early days of Eurovision when uh, the Netherlands won uh, a few times and it was still very chanson, so it was very much about the poetic aspect mm -hmm. of the lyrics and, and singing it in Dutch at that time made sense and that was good and, and that worked. But I think in a, in a pop uh, context that probably would be a, a bit more difficult. An important aspect to uh, the performance of this song is the dancer. And there's the, there's the female dancer who is also on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that instrumental break, there's a fantastic moment where... Which doesn't happen that much in Eurovision songs that have backing dancers, where he interacts with the dancer and they dance together. Oh, he also dances. They do like a... they, they twirl around each other. Like they, oh, do yeah, a, yeah. they do a great dance. It's very simple, but it is also very effective. Um, because it doesn't happen that often, it, it is remarkable and it stands out. I'm glad I heard this song, uh, just in general, like even without the, uh, the contest. I mean, I never would have without the contest is the thing, but I, li I like it very much. Yeah. Because of its sincerity.
um, but also because it is really quite catchy and good. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I agree. I'm. I think this is very good for Eurovision. I I yeah. That's what. That's why I wanted to do very well. Um, and there's a lot of songs that I want to do well because that's a direction I want to see Eurovision move towards. Um, yeah. we've, we've moved away from the songs about something, I feel, you know? Not that that's the only kind of music that there can be. Soulless, mindless pop is great, and I love it. But... Uh, I'd like to see more... It, it, it is so easy to turn snobbish by saying, oh, it's a song with a meaning. You know, like like when you're talking about Italy and defending Italy in the thing, you're like, yeah, but it's a so- oh, it's so clever, it's so intellectual, and that makes you sound snobbish. And you're talking like, this song at least has a meaning. It's like, it, I, I don't mean it in that way. I don't even, it's it's not even like the meaning has to be that deep or whatever. Oh, yeah. You had, um, in the 60s, you had Mbeche, which was about a like a joke and a fun little rhyme that you can do with it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. You had Kleine Kokette Katinka, which is like, it's a dumb little ditty about like one small thing, but it's about something. It's not about like vague sounding like love, love, peace, peace shit. You yeah, know? It's, it's that a lot of songs are are vague in trying to be broad. And trying the, to be relatable. And the specificity of, of some of these songs uh, stands out in a very positive way. You know that this is about being discriminated uh, for your culture. You know that Portugal's song is about tough love and, and standing by someone, but not in vague terms. It is literally about, like the way that you will keep loving someone despite your relationship going a bit difficult. Uh, Italy's song is about... Living life. Living life. Without stressing about living life. Living life in the Western style. (laughs) Estonia's song is about living life in the Western style. Absolutely. I think the, the problem with trying to be relatable is that a lot of people in trying to be relatable will try to go as vague and yeah. thus as broad as possible but the more vague you go the less relatable it's weird, you are it's weird that the more specific the you more go specific actually you go yeah like because this is was about two boys yeah who see a girl every morning walking with her mother and like they describe the outfit that the girl is wearing and her hairstyle yeah and they're saying just look around, look at us. And it's just the most specific yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's one specific I moment think, I think of that's, the day. That also so... appeals very much to like our musical theater sensibility, those songs from back in those oh, days. Because yeah, sure. I think there's a story being told there that I that really vibes with me, and it is our own language, so that's different. Yeah, like this this song is as far removed from my own experiences really as it could be. And yet I do still feel it because it is conveyed to me through the power of music. The, the most powerful power. And we must let music unite us all. And celebrate diversity. Like it's, I mean, those sound like vague generic concepts, but it is definitely true. And I think this is just 
uh, one of the best examples of that slogan this year. It might be true, but is it relatable? I think it is. Yeah, this is like the f- first song that I'm like, oh, they're doing something with the slogan this year. Yeah. Maybe Australia, but just sending someone of Aboriginal descent isn't enough. I mean, it, it, it is, I guess, yeah, that is celebrating diversity, but the song is as fucking generic as, as could be. Yeah. Belarus is, is a little bit about like that diversity because it's celebrating Belarus and the Belarusian language, which is like oh, yeah. something we haven't heard yet at Eurovision, and I love that. Just like we're bringing something new that is diversity. Italy has like the don't assimilate, uh, celebrate the way that you yeah, live your own there, life. There, there's there's subtle ways that you can read it, read it into different songs, and that's cool. But um, this is the most the the best way that I've yeah, this seen is the someone most specific, um, do the theme. I mean, the slogan is also like that's not an assignment to the artists like sing a song that fits the slogan i would i would like it if eurovision was like the met gala oh here's a theme everyone <laughs> here's a theme everyone and you can and then every year there's like people who like don't really do it or do it badly but then every year you do have like ariana yeah who just kills it in the theme Unfortunately, at Eurovision, we do not have Ariana each year. All the luck to Hungary. Uh, they've, they've made up for their weak attempts at bringing a song with a message these past few years um, <laughs> by sending something that actually uh, makes me think more than like, oh yeah, war is bad. Ah, oh, you know what? I think war is actually bad. I mean, I haven't really thought about it that much, but is war bad? Hmm. I think I think it might be bad cuz I mean, do you know how many innocents are hiding from punishments? That's it for this episode. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts. Send us a tweet at Eurodivision, follow us on Tumblr uh, at eurovisiondivision.tumblr.com. Let us know how you feel. Uh, let us know what act you're the most excited about, and if any of the songs this year has like given you the goosebumps. Uh, join us next time when we'll be talking about yet another country and getting closer to having talked about all 43 of these wonderful songs. Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe.